What's up? Welcome to episode 23 of the Sean Salisbury Show here on the Believe Network. You can find the show at Believe.com, Spotify, iHeart, uh, Apple Podcast. Uh, I don't know. There's like 300 podcast websites you can go to. I think it's on all of them. So just go find as it. As it should it be, Sags. Exactly. As it should be. There you exactly. Go. Uh, we're going to talk a lot of NFL. Um, I think the slate kind of sucks this week. Um, but there's some interesting games later on Sunday, which we'll get into in a second. And some definitely interesting games in college football as we'll run through, kind of do our pick them again uh, um, against the spread and all that. Plus a big time quarterback coming back and that launch his team toward um, a conference title. I don't know. They probably can't win or get into the college football playoff because they've already lost a couple, but we'll talk about that as well. But as always, we are brought to you by Bet Online. We sure are. Bet Online, that's where you go. Football is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your football betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, match, game trends. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, uh, all of us on this show included. Bet online features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events like Major League Baseball, playoffs are coming up, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive a 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure you use the promo code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V, BLEAV, capital letters, to receive your rewards. You deserve them. Bet online where the game starts. That's betonline.com. Yes, thank you to Bet Online. All right, Sean, let's jump right into some NFL talk. There's not a lot of news per se to talk about. You know, we had some injuries, but nothing crazy. Um, good to see Miles Garrett back out on the football field after that scary sure. crash he had, which, you know, comes out that uh dude doesn't know how to keep his foot off the floor because he's been pulled over doing over 110 multiple, multiple times, including just, I think it was the day or two before the accident. So like, let's be responsible people. Like that, that's going to kill somebody. Yeah. And, and it's rare segs. I mean, at times when you get to do that and get a, 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 a another opportunity to yes. learn perspective, right? We, the, the, you, you don't want them. You don't want that to end in a different way, not only just for you, but for somebody else. Um, go buy a race car and drive it on the track. Right, with professionals exactly. that are there yes. safe. You know, not driving through communities on the freeway because fast. Hey, listen, we all uh, thrill seeking is one thing in the right frame. You like to skydive, go skydive. You like to drive fast, drive fast in an environment that's conducive to that. But there's too much to lose for you and everybody else. I, I'm grateful he's okay. Amazing exactly, when you yes. saw the car that he's back to be able to do this, Segs. But maybe you start to mature and say. Let, let, me, let me go about this a different way. And and uh, and now that he's got to play maybe a different perspective, the, the safety part of it's too important. And there's too many people counting on him and he's counting on. I'm glad he's OK. And hopefully this won't happen again. Right. Uh, looking to tonight, we've got Colts at Broncos. I don't really know who cares about this game unless you're putting money on it. These are two disappointing teams, two teams that are both without their starting running back. Jonathan Taylor is out and Javante. um now I'm blank on his last name. Williams? No, I'm just blanking. Oh, yeah, you talking about you talking about you talking yeah. about the Colts runner. Yeah. 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 No, the, uh, the, the Broncos I, running. Yeah, back yo, you mean the Broncos? Yeah. Knees. Colts. Yeah. Jonathan Taylor. 
Right. I was sitting there thinking about Jonathan Taylor. And when you said it, I wasn't even paying attention because I'm like, this guy's the bell cow back in the league, and they've started off sluggish. Now he's not playing. So, yeah, right. both of them without their lead backs. You're exactly right, Sags. Yep. Yeah, Jelante Williams tore up his knee yeah. out for the year for the Broncos. That's a huge blow to them. Uh, that sucks for just, them because he's yeah, a good player. Yeah. He is a young player. You don't like him losing his second year, uh, basically all of his second year. But this is just a game where I'm just like, I don't really like they've been both so disappointing. I thought both these teams could be playoff teams. And I guess technically they still can. But if you okay, let me throw this at you. If you're going to choose one to be a playoff team come January, which of these two are you picking? Sags, I would take uh, the Colts. And the reason why is the division's worse. Exactly. Yes. The, the division's worse. I mean, we know the Chargers are going to be around. Their quarterback's too good. And their their personnel, the Chiefs have proven they can beat anybody, right? We know they're going to hang around. And uh, the Raiders are still formidable as well. Denver found out, right? I mean, even mm-hmm. though they're not playing formidable this year, they got weapons enough that at some point you say, wake your ass up and start playing consistent football. And Denver says they are 30th in the league in points scored. They're averaging 16 points a game with this new quarterback and a guru on offense that's been in Green Bay as your coach, and they just don't get it right now. Secondly, they are 32nd in the league, which is last to my, unless we added a 33rd team in a week. Uh, we did Inside, not. Red, right, red zone touchdown percentage, Segs. That's that's not good. That That is not good. Now you say, okay, you think both quarterbacks are veterans. Both court, one has moved, but Segs, you know what the over-under in this game on Russell Wilson's yards with his legs 12 or 12 and a half now honestly this is russ wilson if we'd have said this three years ago you the numbers of what 30 28 oh, yeah. 35 yeah. right and matt ryan's which never runs is like at a yard and a half and a, a lengthy quarterback sneak my point is one never uses his legs but he's he's dropped the lead laid the ball on the ground eight times this year in the pocket in matt ryan which is inexcusable and he got to secure the ball and then russ wilson who we, that's been part of extending his career to be a great Hall of Fame type player. That the over under is twelve yards, twelve and a half yards. So my point is, you mentioned who wants to watch this. Well, if you're a gambler, it's even Segs. I I tried to gamble it. I tried to find reasons that I think what is what's intriguing to me. Cortland Sutton four and a half on the over under. I mean, I'm going through. I went through like what, 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 and it it, it doesn't. Even, I'd rather bet the dog on UNLV. Right. A football game tonight, yeah. right? You, you get my or tomorrow night, should I say, on a Friday night? So, point is, is it it doesn't thrill you, but in Indianapolis and Denver, they better get something going on. So I, I'm with you. I I, I don't think Denver's going to make the play. Their offense isn't good enough. You can't average 16 and a half points a game. To talk about Aaron Rodgers saying his defense can't sustain this greatness all year. I mean, we got to help him out offensively. Denver should jump to the forefront and say, "I see, and I'll raise you my beer." Right? Yeah. Hold that beer. So. I don't like either, but you know what? The Colts are so streaky. Denver's just been bad offensively the most part the whole time. I don't know which quarterback's going to protect it, what's going to give me a little more than they give me. We're going to find out because and just when we say it, they'll 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 be it'll be like 38, 35 over. You know, they'll 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 score 70 points tonight, right? Yeah. But let's not go overboard. But I'm with you. I, I would say the Colts better in the to to make the playoffs simply because of the division. If they were in the West. I would have, they, they wouldn't they wouldn't stand a chance to make the playoffs. Right. That's that's about it. Uh it's an interesting team that is three and one 
Yes, they've beat some bad teams, including Chicago last week, but the New York Giants travel to Green Bay. Uh, I mean, is this a game where you think New York Giants have a shot, or is this kind of where, okay, now you're playing a legit team sitting in front of you, this is kind of where that New York Giants magic wears off? I would lean towards your second part, Segs, that the, the magic may wear off, but I feel that this is a little – I'd have gone on to this and saying, well, 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 tell me the spread, you know, not that this show's all spread, but you get my point. I'd have said, oh, it's, it's 11 and a half or whatever. I don't even know what it is. I, I uh, ESPN has it at eight Packers minus eight. Okay. I, I, in, in, in normally the last few years, I'd have said Packers by a touchdown and a field goal or a, a touchdown and a field goal, a two touchdowns and a missed extra point. Right. I would have thought like that. So I, I think this is different now. Hopefully shorten the game. If Barkley can get going. Daniel Jones' feet can become a problem, but you're going against what the Packers' strength is, not named Aaron Rodgers, and that's their defense right yeah. now. So I think it's going to be a little different. I would lean more towards back down to earth a little bit, but I also would say that they they better realize the Giants are a little bit more competitive than they've been in the past, and they've got a little bit more, I think, toughness about them. And I think they're a smarter football team this year. I really do. So closer – but if you're saying, Sean, you had to bet 10 grand on the game, I'm taking the Packers in that spread. I would take the Packers. Yeah, definitely. I, I think you look at it and, you know, you mentioned Rodgers said our defense can't keep playing at this level. Our offense has to step up and do more to help them. But I don't think this is the week where the defense is going to kind of take a step back. I think with all the injuries that the Giants are still dealing with, we'll still kind of wait yep. to see who plays. But, I mean, you just look at that Packers defense. The, the New York Giants line has been good, but – Rashawn Gary's been better. I mean, he's been one of the best players in football uh, on the defensive side of the ball this year. And I don't see that slowing down. And the Packers defense is just, I think, way too good for the New York. You better not let get, you better not let him get comfortable sakes with that. We talk about, I I say this a lot. When you have a quarterback there, like if you're Indianapolis, you can't change Matt Ryan's launch point. He's going to drop back three steps, five steps from the gun or under center. And you know where he's going to be. At least with Daniel Jones, you do have the ability to try to offset Gary's ability to go get the quarterback and move him and and play action him. So yeah. at least the guy plays a little a little bit on skates where he doesn't get to put his pin his you know his his ears back and go get the quarterback. So you're going to have to stay to to neutralize him because he's become Segs a guy. Now you have to game plan against when you go into a game. There's certain guys guy got to stop him, slide the line to him, do whatever we got to do. It's gonna the, the, the Giants will be more competitive, I think, Sags, and maybe they hang around for a minute. But the Rodgers factor in this one, they're still they're going to explode at some point, and and don't know if it's this week. But I don't expect the Giants' offense to dominate or or have that 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 uh, hanging over the the Packers' defense. The strength in this game is the Packers' defense, not named Rodgers. Yeah, another interesting game just because of the storylines behind the scenes is Dallas at Rams. The Rams we know are coming off the Monday night loss to the 49ers they have not looked good Matt Stafford has not looked good unless he's throwing to Cooper Cup basically uh and then Dallas Cooper Rush has played well he you know he's not lighting the world on fire but they're winning football games with him at quarterback if you go out and beat the defending Super Bowl champs even a a, a team that's not playing as well as we thought they were going to and it almost seems like Dak is rushing back he got the stitches taken out of his hand uh he's throwing the football and the next step is basically 
being in the game to at this point, do we see some sort of, uh, I don't want to say quarterback controversy. Do we see Dallas, if, if Cooper rush wins this game, say, you know what, Dak, take another week. We're going to let Cooper Maybe. play another week. And, and then you come back, you're not losing your job. Dak's not losing his job. We all know that, but 40 million reasons why he's not losing exactly. his job. Sags, and you and I exactly. both know it. But they could uh, say, hey, take it, take another week, get that hand fully healthy. <laughs> we don't want you coming back at 80%. I would agree. Now, if they were 0-3, they want him coming back at 75%, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it makes it it makes it conveniently easy to delay the process, right? Fair enough. It just does. Now, Cooper Rush is not here's the funny thing about it is I don't really care that his stats aren't gaudy. I just see a guy playing efficient football. They've won three in a row. I know the schedule hasn't been the toughest, but guess what? Right. They still win. If I'd have said that there you were going to three be three and zero, oh, no matter who you're playing at this point with your backup quarterback and the way that offense struggled early before Dak got hurt, you would have said to me, "I'll take it. Uh, I'll take. I'll take. I don't care who they're playing. Yeah, I'll take it." And so I give Cooper Rush a ton of credit for he's been efficient. He's thrown the ball to the right guy. I mean, you know, completing sixty some percent like last week. They threw for 220-some yards, a couple mm-hmm. touchdowns, didn't turn it over, 17 out of – I mean, was, was – well, and when you run the football and you play great defense, he did what you need to do to win. If he plays that way again against the Rams and the Cowboys play the way the 49ers defense did against the Rams, they're going to beat the Rams, dude. They just are. And, I mean, you, the two best defenses in the league right now are San Francisco, in my mind, just from the eye test. Forget any stats you see. San Francisco and Dallas – and you had a wrecker in Boza and that group last week, and they're elite at all three levels. Lineback, you know, the down, the linebackers mm-hmm. in the back end. They even improved in the back end this year from last year. And the Cowboys, and they've got, you mentioned Rashawn Gary. Well, the, the, the biggest wrecker in football right now is Michael Parsons, and yes. we talk about him every week, and rightfully so. I'm, I'm with you, Segs. I, to me, and they play Philadelphia next week. So you sit there and say, it may get to the point while there's no controversy, the luxury of saying we're going to play Cooper Rush until we lose, you know, what I'm saying at least get through. Now, here's where the real thing: if they beat Dallas and he plays and plays good, I mean, if they beat the Rams and then go beat Philadelphia, and he's played like he, those stats where they throw mm-hmm. 25 times and he's efficient, doesn't turn it over. Well, it's not a quarterback controversy. You will, and here's the opposite you face. Then when you put Prescott in, what if they lose? Sakes. Then you yep. know what the world's going to say. I mean, you're creating something even if you don't think something's there. If Rush continues to play good, efficient football, hell, all he can do is win and post his score for a future resume so the Cowboys can trust him. But if they go in there and win, it's 4-0. It is a slippery slope to bring a guy back who hasn't had work against the best team in football and play him against the Eagles. You might say, let's let Cooper go through the five of these, and then we'll deal with that afterwards. And and there's a party that says, I want to keep winning, but there's also a party that says, you're going to make this difficult, awfully hard on us with the media and fans if you care about that and you know jerry does if cooper rush wins these next two we'll see if he plays but if they if they play efficient football the cowboys are better than the rams mm-hmm. plain and simple yeah i don't so know how the good. cowboys are gonna I, I, don't, I don't know how the cowboys i don't know how they're gonna block the cowboys Sags their offensive line i don't i don't know how they're gonna block them i yeah they just and, and here's the crazy thing you just sat here and said it they're they're the better football team and i know it's on the road this line right now is Rams minus five and a half. If you know, if you're you someone that feels like you, yeah, take the Cowboys and hell, take a money line if you want and get yourself a little extra coin if you feel that good and about it. it. 
the Cowboys know how to turn the ball over. I mean, force turnovers. They yeah. in the last couple of years they've been good. Dan Quinn's been good at it. Um, I know that Stafford he he's going to throw you a couple, whether you catch him or not, it's mm-hmm. up to you. And he's a hell of a player. And it would seem like okay after the 49ers game, you're set up for a more focus and you better win at home. So I get the point spread in Vegas, but point spreads in Vegas and set up for it, you still got to line up and play. Because yep. I can guarantee you that offensive staff is saying, how are you going to control number 11, dude? And what, what are you going to do? And there's a lot of other things to do. The key on the other side is if you don't get to Stafford, you better make sure Cooper Cup ain't running wild in the secondary. Right. But uh, I, at five and a half sakes, I'd be apt, I, I, I would be leaning towards the Cowboys right now. The Rams haven't shown me enough to tell me. Because you, you, you win by a touchdown against the Cowboys defense right now. That, that's considered to me a, a pretty good blowout in an NFL game. For sure. For sure. Another NFC East team heading west is the Eagles going to Arizona to take on the Cardinals. Uh, you know, just kind of straight up. Does Philly stay unbeaten? Do they, you know, do they they, ha- they have a chance here? If the Rams do go beat Dallas and, and Philly beats Arizona, now you're stretching that lead out early in the season, and that's exactly what you want heading into the game where you match up against each other. You can, I don't want to say take it out of reach, but a three-game lead, in the NFL is massive. That's hard to overcome for any Especially team. Especially in and already in October. Yeah, right. Sigs? Yeah, you ain't kidding. Seems like we haven't played enough games for somebody to jump out to a three-game right. lead, right? I, I I think this is a if they both play their best at quarterback, this is a fun quarterback duel. A duo, it really is, and a good mm-hmm. duel between the two. I don't trust Arizona on a consistent basis, Sigs. I don't know if you do. No, I I, I, I don't no. How trust can you? them. Uh, yeah, I, I know they could be explosive at times, but I don't trust them. Philadelphia, to me, we're talking about everything on the, you know, they've got, they got weapons at every position. Their defense has been, I, I think Ian Rappaport on my show said, the NFL Defensive Player of the Week is, am I right to say that four straight weeks it's been a different eagle? Is that true? Whew, I'd have, have to look that up. But... I, 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 yeah, exactly. I'm sitting here thinking. He, he's on my show, as you know, every, yeah. every, every Wednesday, Sigs. And I believe yesterday he said, now, maybe he said that they've played like it, but I, I could have swore. And, I'm you know, you're sitting there listening and you're going through the Eagles, and I'm sitting there right. in my mind thinking about Hurts and the offense. But I know they had nine sacks against the, 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 the Washington football team. Point is, I know their defense is good, but if they had a player of the week, four straight weeks, if they have a different guy, that'll tell you all you need to know about their defense. So this isn't just an offensive show. Philadelphia's defense could play. And so I just don't trust Arizona enough, even at home, to pick them over Philadelphia. Playing somebody else, maybe. Like last week was an easy pick for me. Carolina blows. Their team's not any good. But this week, and Hurts is elevated, I like Philadelphia, man. I do, and I think they're going to be undefeated after this game. Yeah, this is, uh, you know, Philly minus five traveling all the way out to Arizona. So that kind of tells you what everybody's thinking. Well, that's eight points, really, Seg. You get three at home, right? Now, and now, now going to the the spread, I I, I think Philadelphia is going to win the game. I think you could be in danger of being up by eleven or ten, and them going getting the backdoor cover. I I do. That's a lot of points on a road team, out west traveling when you're still carrying that undefeated. I, I think it could be closer than the five and a half for that. I'd probably bet Arizona with the points if you're giving them to me. I still think that they're going to win the football game. Though Philly's a better team. And I trust them far more right now. Okay, so yes, I've just pulled it up. It's not four straight uh, defensive player of the weeks. 
it's four straight player of the weeks for the Eagles. Well, there week, you go. Okay. Yeah. Week one was uh, Zach McPherson, one special teams player of the week, but they do have three straight defensive player of the week. It was Darius Slay in week two, Brandon Graham in week three, and Hassan Reddick in week four. Well, and so, the special teams kind of defense because it sets yeah. you up and flips the field off it. So, I mean, you think about that, save considering all the, we mentioned Gary, we mentioned Michael Parsons, got mm-hmm. Bosa last week. And so, while we're talking about Hurts and A.J. Brown in the offense, damn, Philadelphia's defense ain't playing around. No, so I like yeah. them in this game. I do. Right. Uh, looking at a game that I think Baltimore, I, I don't want to say really needs to win, but it's a division rival going against the Bengals. You're at home coming oh, off. Eggs. Yeah, coming it. off the loss yeah. to Buffalo in a game that you were up 17 points. You should have won. And, I mean, can Baltimore close out another tough offense? I mean, this is an offense that can score in Butchins. We know they have Higgins. We know they have Chase. They have Joe Mixon in the backfield along to go with Justin Herbert. Now, if you're just getting after Justin Herbert and hitting him play after play because that offensive line sucks so much, that can make a big impact. But can the, can the Ravens close this out and actually get a win against the division rival? Maybe, Stegs, they need to play from behind. Okay. Yeah. Maybe they need to be the ones right. to score 21 points in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I, I, there's a few things in this really good quarterback matchup, right? Really, really yeah. good. Hell, you're getting so. I mean, you got to be damn good to defend both of them in different ways. I'm still waiting for Cincinnati's massive explosion offensively. You know what I mean, Segs? Mm-hmm. And I'm waiting for John Harbaugh to snap these guys into shape saying, we got to stop this. We are known to be a team that gets into the fourth quarter and we're difficult not a team that you waltz in whether we're on the road or at home and you get to kick our ass in the fourth quarter like we're some also ran football team. Yeah. Um uh, what's the spread in this game against six? Uh, I just like saw it was uh, Baltimore minus 3 on ESPN. Yeah, okay, so they they, they think Baltimore is going to go in. I think the Ravens win the football game, but a lot of it has to do predicated on, on protecting the passer and and the passing game doing what they want. I haven't seen either team do what I need them, what, what I'm used to seeing these two teams do in the last couple of years, Cincinnati last year and Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Love the matchup. I know people thinking at home, but I'm going to take Baltimore on the on the road because, Segs, I do think it's a must win. Even I know that in the division it may not be, but for the overall scope of things, I don't think you want to roll with losing games like this and giving up leads. again. It's just a bad look. And I, I, at least I want the Baltimore Ravens. I would think that you would approach it like it's a must win, right? Yes. Treat definitely. it like December, like you need it. Lamar's usually pretty damn good in big games like this. And uh, he's having another good season and he's trying to get paid. I'm going to take Baltimore. I think, I, I think it's cl- cl- again, closer than that. I do not think, I think it's a field goal game. I do, but in Cincinnati, they, they can score point points in bunches as we saw last year, but I'm going to say that Baltimore, actually Baltimore wins this game late. I'll take, the points for Cincinnati overall win Baltimore on the road. Yeah, I, I think with them both being two and two, and I, in my opinion, the two best teams in the division with you know Cleveland not having Deshaun Watson, this is a big game in terms of just for that tiebreaker. If you got you know if you're both ten and seven, come you know to the end of the year, you got to have that tiebreaker to you know maybe get yourself a better seed or you're both eleven and six, whatever you are. You want to be able to have that tiebreaker. So this is a big game. Uh, Looking, just ask you two quick questions about a team that does not matter, but they're interesting. Could this be it for Matt Rule if they lose to the 49ers? They'd start out one and four, 
things aren't looking good. Could this be the final week for Matt Rule? And, I mean, I've said it for a couple years, as you know, on the show we used to be on together, and I'm not a Baker Mayfield fan. I've never thought he was going to be that franchise guy, and he's gone to Carolina and paired up with Ben McAdoo, and things have not gone well at all. Do you think he gets benched at some point whenever Sam Darnold is healthy and back? I do. I do. Uh, judging from Matt Rule, when they – and now this isn't exactly a ringing endorsement. When they ask Matt Rule, hey, uh, is Baker Mayfield your quarterback? I think Baker may – he said, I think. Yeah. And then he immediately after he answered it, went into Sam's not healthy enough to play yet, which means to me that if he was, he already would have played. That's the if you're if you're if you read any kind if you got any kind of thought process in your reading with between the lines this is as easy as it gets, and you're right. Ziggs, I leaned more on the Baker Mayfield after year one and year three was going to be a, a better player than this. I did, and I thought okay, get him healthy again. The cheap price should be an upgrade for Carolina. If you did not know Baker Mayfield's past at Oklahoma and that he was the first pick of the draft, you'd say. He's just a guy mm-hmm. that that's what you'd say by his performance this year. He has not elevated them. The energy may go up at times, but you know, it's, it's not the same. And uh, if they lose again, I think Matt rule is Matt rule is going to be coaching college football next year. I believe that no matter what, if they win this week. So yeah, I do. And Sigs, if Matt Corral was healthy and in, in a uniform, but he's been hurt. Remember he got hurt yeah. in the preseason. Yep. You would see all three of them this year. Baker Mayfield has is playing for a guy who's playing for a contract, and it's not just his fault, but he has not played well. You're supposed to elevate. Baker Mayfield is becoming a guy that's going to have to fight and scratch to get a chance and have to compete now everywhere he goes. Um, I don't think they're good enough to get it right, Segs, this year. I, I just don't, and I don't think it's a ringing endorsement from Matt Rule. I think whenever the opportunity is sluggish that they'll get – they try to play Darnold when they can. Yeah, Matt Rule probably doesn't make it through the season at this point. And I, I would bet on a futures bet that Matt Rule and Baker Mayfield, neither one of them are in the same venue in 2023. Yeah, and, and it's I, weird I, to I, me. I will make that bet. <clears throat> Excuse me. It, it's weird to me Plus. that, that you know, and I'm not taking it because he was a bear and stuff, but when you look at everything that is said about Mitchell Trubisky from the time he was drafted until he was just benched for Pittsburgh, it's been pretty much 95% negative, and rightfully so. He has not been a good enough starting quarterback for a guy that was drafted number two overall with the Bears right. trading up to get him. But then you look at Baker. I mean, their quarterback ratings are basically identical. I think Baker's has him by one point. I think it's 87.1 to 86.1. And yet yeah. you still have Baker defenders out there, and it's like, I mean – what you know what else does baker have to do for people some people to say this guy just isn't it maybe he can be a backup but you know even that i don't know that his ego will allow him to be a, a good backup or his personality right i actually think he has to get rhythm and play that some guys don't need snaps to be good right i kind of, part of me thinks he does need snaps to be good in He's a lightning rod for PR and press. He just is. Mm-hmm. And listen, I don't, I don't root for him to fail. I'd love no. to see him be successful, but I, I just, the signs, he has gotten worse, saying he has. Now, I know Cleveland's better than Carolina, but I don't know if it's, it's, it feels frantic to me when he's playing football. You know what I'm saying? I don't feel relaxed 
as a fan mm-hmm. watching him. There's not a comfort level. Like when you watch certain guys, I go, oh, it's going to be okay. I don't know if it's when I'm watching. Hell, I almost feel like it's more okay when Brissett's playing. Not that he's more talented like in, when he was in Cleveland, mm-hmm. but watching Cleveland this year, I just feel like even though they're two and two, that he's got things under control. Like it's just a little more. There's maybe a calmness. Been in the league longer. Right. Yeah, there is. And I don't feel that same. And it, when Baker's going good, that it feels it, the energy. When Baker's going bad, it feels frantic. Does that make right. sense? Even though all the body movements, I, I just, there's nothing real efficient about it, Sigs. I, I don't. I don't like and, this. I, you know, I I won't be shocked if you see three quarterbacks play for them at some point this year. Answer me this: if if you're, you know, you you just talk about how it looks with Brissett in Cleveland versus how it looked with Baker, could that also be an ego thing? Where you know when they were running the ball really well in Cleveland with Chubb and Hunt and everybody behind that offensive line, I could still see Baker being in the coach's ear, being like, "I want to throw the damn ball." Like, let me throw it. Like, I don't care how we're running. Let me throw the ball. And But Brissett, you know, he's very calm back there. He'll hand it off 55 times if you let him. And, and as long as they're running good, he'll just, you know, and then he'll do one play action and hit the guy over the top for his one good throw, and he's good with that. That's the and difference be, I be see. be efficient in the red zone. I, yes. I agree. I, I agree. And, you know, I think people, because he's Baker Mayfield, thought, okay, this is going to be, and, and it should be an upgrade six from what they it should, be. should be, but it's not, it's not. He's playing like every bottom third starting quarterback plays in the league right now. Mm-hmm. At times worse. At times he plays like a backup. Who's got a job that Big wasn't time. prepared to be the starter. And it pains me to say, because as you know, early on, I pounded the table for him Yeah, and I saw flashes. And then I said, man, he's going to be real good. Then it's like, what? And then, and I wanted to believe it, but we are, five five years into the career now this is year yeah. five and i haven't seen gradual improvement i i haven't so to me uh the carolina panthers don't have their franchise quarterback either they got to start to look now maybe matt corral but it's not it's not Baker. yeah it's going to be interesting to see if they finish at the top of the draft i know they drafted matt matt corral but you know if you've got a Bryce Young, a C.J. Stroud, a Will Levis, somebody like that. You have to draft that guy. Yes, you have exactly. To. You have to. Exactly. Um, all right, let's jump to the college game. I'll throw some some games at you. Give me a quick thought, and then I'll throw a line at you as well, and we'll kind of pick it. We got Tennessee at LSU, 8 verse 25. Uh, it's going to be interesting. It's an early game, so it's not a night game at LSU. Tennessee minus 3 is the line. For me, I think I don't trust LSU. Let me, I'm just going to throw it there. I don't trust that team right now. And the way Tennessee plays, I think, is a good matchup against LSU right now with the way things are configured. I, I, I think Tennessee, I don't want to say blows them out, but you could say this is a six point spread, and I'm probably still taking Tennessee. Uh, I'm with you. I, I go on in New Orleans with my guy, Matt Viscana, every mm-hmm. week, and I'm sitting here trying to 11 o'clock start. Doesn't isn't usually conducive for those people who in which one of the great college atmospheres on the planet. That night game, I might even think different. Right, exactly. hundred percent would I'd, think different. Yeah, no question. But I'd still pick Tennessee. That's what yes. I'm saying. I think they're that much. I think they're. I told Matt this week. I said this ain't Tennessee that you that, that people are used to seeing. It's there, and they're not fake. They've got a Heisman Trophy caliber quarterback. They play fast. They've got home run hitters. They can score from anywhere. LSU now on the other side, they know they got good defensive front segs. Yeah. Banged up though. Um, their offensive line getting push. 
But Jaden Daniels is a hell of a player. But he was banged up last week. Got to find out how he's recovered this week. Remember, he came out of the game at the end, and they put Nussmeyer in. And Sakes, they are they, – they, do you know their longest play from scrimmage on a pass play is a, 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 a little wheel throw to the back for 30-some yards? That's their biggest chunk play in the pass game. The guy's a great runner. Mm-hmm. But man alive, you've got to take some shots deep and and takes and and the the, the separation. Their passing game is subpar, which has got to be driving Brian Kelly nuts. I love Jaden Daniels' explosiveness, but he he's overly protective of not of not taking shots. Now I'm gonna tell you what Tennessee will do. They'll take shots from their own friggin' oh, parking yeah. lot. Yeah, I, I I actually say to me, I feel like I'm. This is easy money. I I do take yeah. taking Tennessee. Even though it's on the road, I think Tennessee's a better team. And I do think Tennessee's a legitimate threat because they're quarterback and they play fast. You One of those big schools, you sneak, you, you fall asleep for a quarter, they're going to beat one of those schools. Yeah, I got Tennessee in this game. And I'm not sure it's within a touchdown either. Yeah, it, we'll see that we're still, you know, it'll be a game time decision if their big weapon, Cedric Tillman, who could be a late first, early second round pick next year. If he comes back for Tennessee, which would give them just even more weapons, but it's crazy. I'm seeing, you know, and and this is more to just the state of LSU right now. I've seen articles saying, don't, don't rush Tillman back against LSU. Don't rush him back because that's just kind of, you don't, even though they're ranked, you just don't feel that threat from LSU that we have in years past. All right. How about the interesting game? TCU going to Kansas. 17 versus 19. TCU's a touchdown favorite, but we've seen what Kansas can do uh, with, you know, under Lance Leopold. And they're a fun team to watch. They score points. I mean, this over-under is at 69 right now, according to ESPN. I mean, this is going to be a fun football game to watch. I'd parlay the over and Kansas in this football game. Would you? That's what I'd do. Oh, oh, yeah, I I would. Now, Duggan played his ass off last week. Dykes has got them rolling. I, I, I will not shock me if, if this, if Tennessee, I mean, if TCU as a favorite goes in there and wins the game. But I think that's an awful lot. That isn't College Game Day in Lawrence this week. College Game Day is there. They yeah. have announced that they're Never sold out again. Right, and it, it's and just it's going to be crazy there. Listen, I've been there because my son Dylan went two years at Kansas, so I've been there a lot. And this is when they're bat- for hoops and going and. This is, I'm telling you, what a great atmosphere in college town. People are going to friggin', they are going to go lights out. It is one of the more underrated college towns on the planet. And now they got a winner, football wise. Right. Oh, the energy, the energy on Saturday morning in Lawrence is going to be off the hook. And so I think this is going to be one of the fun games to watch this weekend. And like I said, TCU's quarterback's really good. Kansas is believing. I, a TCU can go in there and win the game. But I'm taking the over in Kansas. You're giving me a, a, a touchdown at home with the way I'm playing. I don't think Kansas is fake. I think they're you. You. There's no bye week anymore. I'm gonna. I'd, I'd take Kansas in the over. I think it's going to be explosive football game. It, it, one of the interesting kind of side shows to this game is a lot of Lance Leopold talk to Wisconsin this week. We've mm-hmm. I've you know we've seen it from the big time college football reporters. You know analysts have been talking about it. Uh, he came out and said, I'm a Jayhawk. You know, I, me and my wife plan on staying at Kansas. Now it's still Kansas and that's Wisconsin. So I'm not saying it's going to happen middle of the year, but just keep an eye on that as the talk will probably continue to grow and we'll see what um, Jim Leonard does there at Wisconsin. Yep. 
Agreed. about uh, your school? Got a few minutes left here. Wazoo goes to USC. It's USC minus 12 and a half. That line is like, that had me thinking, like, which way would I go? And, you know, I, in the end, I just think that Lincoln Riley, Caleb Williams, and Jordan Addison, plus the other weapons, are just too good. I think they will find a way to, you know, get up a couple scores late and, and kind of push the game away from Washington State. But this is 65 and a half. I'd take the over. I would, too. And saying you, you and I have been, I've been bitching about my Trojans and point mm-hmm. spreads for about a half a dozen years yep. now. As you know, I've lost more money on USC <laughs> not covering than I have any team on the planet. And so, and this year I've bet them three times. Saying I keep telling you, I'm not betting. Right, and I bet them three You've times. Told the first that. time I bet them, they won. I'm like, okay, I'm riding with Lincoln. Did the last two games, Oregon State, and last week against Arizona State, they didn't cover. Right, and so this week now, if this game was in Washington State, I would not take them to cover. No, 100%, I just would not, 100%. would not. But I would like to think they're going to be exposed. Caleb Williams is a freak show, man. Every time I watch him, he does something more that baffles me. He's a great player. The defense sakes, they have got to play. But and this re, this this talk about backdoor covers. This reeks of two touchdowns late by Washington State throwing it every freak. If Leach was the coach. I ain't oh, get, yeah. I'm not giving that many points because he'd throw 40 straight times to, mm-hmm. to, to, you know, to put his team in position to win. I'm with you. I'm going to go over seems like the play here. I am with you all the way on this. So I, I'm scared. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I'm touching the, the spread, but I am going to touch the over on this. But Trojans, good gracious. I, I'm glad you're winning, but could you make me another dime just, yeah. just this week, please? So, yeah, yeah Sags at home, I'm with you. Uh, the Trojans are just too explosive. And but they have got to when they place a good, a really good team, say they got to play better defense. Their people are moving the ball too easy on them, and it bothers me. Yeah, bothers me defensively. That that's going to be their Achilles heel, I think. You know, somebody's going to catch them one week, and it's just they're not going to be able to stop that offense, and that's what's going to hurt their season, I think. A little bit of a trap, too, Sags. Remember where they are next week. Oh, yes, they're in Salt Lake City. That's right. They are in Salt Lake City. Uh, now and I don't every, like my USC pick. <laughs> yeah, everybody's talking. Let's go, and they're on the road to Salt Lake City. And I'm sitting here thinking, okay, please don't look ahead because Washington State is more than capable. Oh, 100%. And secondly, you can't, if you lose that one, you ain't going to the final anyway. Right. So you better win this one, and then we'll deal with that one. Let us fans look ahead. So there's a, this, this is a little concerning to me, no doubt. And then, I mean, we didn't even get to – AM at Bama. Bama's a 24 well, point favorite. Curb, AM, go away. Take them. They're going to yeah. they're gonna curb stomp AM. And, and it's that's, the most we don't overrated even, situation in the country. And we don't even know if freaking Bryce Young is going to play or not this weekend. Still I take Bama. And then uh, UT agreed. and Oklahoma, both unranked. I don't even care about that game anymore. Quinn Ewers is going to play. I just want to see Quinn Ewers uh, yeah, swinging exactly. around a lot. But I, if, fact, he if he plays, and, I'm taking it. Big time. Taking Texas to win. Yeah, taking Texas to beat Oklahoma, and Oklahoma lose their third straight game. I'm with you. You were still yep. like 380. How's that? Yeah. All right, that'll do it for this episode of the Sean Salisbury Show here on Believe Network. As always, we're brought to you by Bet Online. We will uh, talk to you Monday and break all this shit down we just talked about. See you guys. Great stuff, brother. Thank you. All right. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.